peeps. Welcome to the 8 Mo Productions podcast with your host that does the absolute most, Evan Youngblood Williams. In this podcast, I talk about anything and everything that's on my mind. Now let's get this party started. Welcome to the 8 Mo Productions podcast with your host that does the absolute most. Evan Youngblood Williams here, and today we have a special guest. Goes by the name of R.J. Atkins. This guy's phenomenal actor, phenomenal at everything that he does. But in case for people in my audience that don't know who R.J. Atkins is, R.J. Atkins was born June 10, 1978, as Rick, Ricky Atkins Jr. in Palestine, Texas, to Ricky Atkins Sr. and Nancy Glover. He was raised in Palestine by his paternal grandparents, the late Ira and Ruth Atkins. RJ is the oldest of three brothers with one brother residing in Houston, Texas, and the other in Austin, Texas. RJ discovered and developed his love for love and talents for acting as a young child, having appeared in several church plays as a member of the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church and taking classes such as theater arts, public speaking, and drama, starting in the seventh grade at Palestine Middle School and continuing through his years at Palestine High School. After graduating high school in 1996, RJ entered the workforce a year before enlisting in the U.S. Army as a combat engineer in late 1997. He trained and served in various capacities at military installations in Missouri, Texas, Missouri, Texas, California, Louisiana, and Georgia, and also served in combat in Baghdad in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom from 2004 to 2005. RJ was honorably discharged at the rank of Sergeant in May 2011 after serving in numerous capacities from squad dismount to administrative sergeant between the regular army and army national guard. After military service, RJ relocated to San Antonio, Texas and tried his hand at various professions such as correctional officer, truck driver, dispatcher, government contract specialist and government contract specialist before, you know, before becoming a special education teacher and securing a position with Aldine Independent School District in Houston in mid 2016. Two years later, RJ rekindled his love for acting and hit the ground running, appearing in several productions around the Houston area, included but not limited to feature films, short films, theater, and commercials. He continues pursuing his talents and perfecting his craft to this day, taking acting classes, um, attending workshops and auditions, and networking with other like-minded artists and performers. RJ is the founder and chairman of Every Effort Incorporated, a 501c3 charitable organization benefiting at-risk youth, veterans, and socioeconomically disadvantaged individuals. The founding president of RJ Atkins Entertainment and Ventures LLC, a media conglomerate engaged in various business interests, and a co-founder slash executive vice president of 4141 Productions Incorporated, a film production company created to bring the freshest and most untouched creative content to the big screen networks. He is a proud father of three adult daughters, 
a lo- and a loving grandfather of a grandson and granddaughter, Xavion and Nova. He resides in the suburbs of Houston and is represented by the Neil Hamill Agency. Wow, man, this man's got a lot on his resume. I'm glad to have you on the show, brother. How are you feeling today? Hey, yo, 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 what's up, Evan? Hey, brother, you know me, I'm holding it down, man. Always making it do what it do, man. Blessed to be here, you know what I'm saying? Blessed to be alive and well, man, especially with all the nonsense and everything that's happening, you know, from uh, Corona to, you know, the protests, man. I mean, just, you know, you know just happy uh, to be alive in general, man. Just, you know, honestly, we, we, we really don't understand how much of a blessing it is uh, to be alive, you know? We really don't. I mean, it's a lot of stuff we take yeah. for granted. You know, we just generally wake up every morning like, hey, you know, what to do? I'm here. I'm here. You know, and, you know, especially prior to, you know, Corona hitting the scene, it was almost like a, you know, a, a rat race of sorts. Like every day just having to get up. Oh, crap. I got to go to work. I got to do this. But uh, honestly, I think if, if 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 people have not been humbled, you know, these past few months, something's wrong. <laughs> but as for me, man, my eyes are wide awake, man. Definitely, definitely, man. Like, I definitely hear you on that, man. I see your positivity. I see you always are staying focused on the positives and you're, you know, spreading that love energy everywhere. And I definitely feel it. And, you know, you definitely are gifted at comedy. So I want to ask you, RJ, what made you want to pursue acting in the first place? You know, man, it's it's funny because now check this out. You're you're probably gonna laugh at this, but I used to be very shy. Believe it or not, I was I, I used to be shy, man. I wouldn't get up really? in front of nobody and say nothing, man, as a young child because I had a bad stuttering problem. I didn't, you know, I used to stutter. I couldn't hardly get a sentence out, so you know, I didn't like I didn't like talking to people unless it was my family. You know, of course, you know, my grandparents raised me, what have you. I didn't mind talking around them. My cousins, I was raised with, man. But until about the sixth grade, I believe, um, I, I stopped stuttering. And then, you know, slowly but surely, I started coming out of my shell, you know. And, and of course, uh, like you read in my bio, uh, you know, we had a few church plays and what have you, the three wise men, you know, Christmas plays and what have you. And and I liked it. I liked it. It's so, and it's so funny, man. It's kind of like one of those things that you uh, go back to after a long period of time. Because, mind you, you know, once again, I joined uh, the military in 97. And the recruiter, he asked me, he says, well, son, what do you really want to be? What do you want to do with your life? And I told him, I says, honestly, I want to be an actor. And he goes, well, we don't have uh, actors, son, but we do have broadcast journalists. And at the time, I was like, eh, I don't want to be Ted Koppel or Dan Rather or nobody. I, you know, I guess I'll just go learn how to blow up stuff. So I did that. <laughs> you know? uh, but it's funny, man, even, even in the service, uh, I think I saw a couple of my uh, battle buddies uh, tuned in just now. You know, some of them will even tell you, man, I, I would always be doing little skits out on the field and little, you know, impressions and what have you, just to kind of make the time uh, go by. And, um, you know, people would suggest to me, man, hey, you know, you know, this is something you should pursue. And I, at the time, I was like, eh, nah, I don't know. I probably would never want to do anything like that professionally. I just like entertaining people. But then after a while, it was like, well, hell, why not? You know, why not give it a shot? Who knows, right? You know, Samuel L. Jackson, he didn't he didn't get his first major role till he was 46. Right. So I was like, hmm. yeah, you know, so, hey, you never know until you try. Right. Hell yeah, man. I'm done. I'm glad that you pursued that because like I watched one of your short films where I watched two of them actually when you started with Joanne Johnston and Faustino. I don't know if they're watching right now because like on my feed, I just was able to share it. I wasn't able to invite nobody, but you know, I definitely like that short film that you did with Joanne and 
Faustino and Maria. That was a oh the hitchhiker. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna let people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had so much fun doing that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then also like I also like that film that you did that had a serious tone. I caught I caught a wind of it. And it was like, you know, you played the husband who got cheated on, which was like, man, I I knew you were funny, but you have range too. Like people, if you haven't watched RJ Atkins' work, like definitely go watch him out because this guy's got range. And like, you know, that film that you starred in where you played the husband that got cheated on, like you played oh, yeah, such oh, a yeah. convincing, Peter, Peter, angry yeah. husband. Like <laughs> I, I was even a little bit frightened. I'm like, oh, hell this is man this i mean i understand the hurt because like you know if you guys didn't know this like i got cheated on myself you know two years ago and i can relate to your character and that character was like even though people were laughing like i i saw a boy as a drama so like oh yeah you know, oh yeah what was what was it like preparing for that specific role you know honestly man that that role was fun because uh, well first of all that was another film i did with um uh, faustino and also the awesome lovely talented uh Jacoby chantel uh, who played my wife sweet jackie uh and <laughs> it was so neat because the director she was like you know she says rj have you you know she, well first of all she's like have you been married before i was like well yeah you know i've been you know been on that road a couple of times or whatever and, and she's like well just kind of think of something that may have pissed you off you know in one of those marriages i was like oh yeah i can do that i can That's definitely take that energy and channel it into that because you know it's like my acting coach Charnell Brown says you know acting is real it is and because think about it you're not really selling acting you're not selling acting I mean you're selling emotions is what you're doing I mean you're in the business of emotions and you're giving people stuff that they can relate to and so she was like just okay we'll take take you know, any anger, any frustration that you have or may have had or whatever, they just put it into this character. So I remember, you know, she, she went by a thrift store and bought a few lamps and stuff. And she's like, hey, you're going to get the break stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and honestly, uh, you know, it's crazy. A friend of mine actually inboxed me after watching that uh, and said that it was actually, uh, I guess, you know, this person's marriage was kind of on the rocks or whatever, and, you know, they both were considering just stepping out on each other and, you know, they were like, this actually helped me. I was like, okay, cool, you know? Cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's my thing. If I can help anybody in any kind of way, that's what I'll do. I mean, but I've learned that um, we as humans, we have these emotions that are gonna come out anyway, you know? So that's another thing about acting also just kind of piggyback on what you asked me earlier about why did I pursue acting? Well, it's, it's actually been therapeutic because honestly, uh, for just real quick, kind of off subject, but still on subject, Robin Williams, you know, that guy who knew he battled the things that he battled, but you mm. know, he used mm -hmm. comedy and he, and, 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 and he is well had range. And so, you know, that's my thing. I was like, well, if, if, you know, if anything positive can come, you know, out of the <clears> things <throat> I've gone through, that's what I'm going to do. You know, because I'm not I'm not the type of cat to sit there and wallow in his own uh, pain forever. You know, I says, you know, let me find something, uh, you know, to channel those emotions with. And so that's what's been happening, man. And it's it's been a fun ride so far, brother. Really, it's been, you know, and I ain't done yet. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Like you start in a lot of a lot of cool productions, and like what a lot of people don't recognize is that you know, although in Texas is known for like it's Austin and Dallas film scenes. Houston has a lot of untapped talent. 
And, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people just look at us and just kind of passes off this side like, oh, you know, it's just Houstonians making it's just another person oh. Houston making hey. a movie. <laughs> hey, Evan, check it out, man. I actually got my Facebook live put up. I'm actually looking at a couple of comments here. <laughs> a couple of my buddies want me to do my Fred Sanford impression, man. <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite TV show, man. Sanford and Son. I can watch Sanford and Son any day. So, I mean, okay, just I guess the Break it for a second. Can I go ahead and do Fred Sanford for him? Please do, man. Please do it, man. Like, All right, let's see. Here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> now you listen to you big dummy. My sister-in-law Esther, <laughs> she's so ugly. She can take her face and dip it in some dough and make gorilla cookies. Because my son Lamont, that's the dumbest dummy out of every dummy I've ever seen on the face of God's green earth. <laughs> but oh, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you, honey. I'm coming, just not right now. <laughs> oh wow, wow! That 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 was really neat, man. If you got any more voices, please do them because, like, you know, my I want you to show my audience some humor right now with all this stuff that's going on, man. Like you, you are definitely one talented dude. Yeah, brother. You know, and 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 that's my thing too. You know. Because, you know, we we can't turn a blind eye to the things that are happening. But, you know, if there's one thing I know we can do, we can show the world that everybody's not about that. You know, everybody's not about, uh, you know, the violence and stuff. And once again, I did a, I did a, uh, a live of my own the other night. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of things on my mind. I mean, I definitely, definitely understand, um, you know, the anger and the frustration. Trust me, I do. Um, but I do believe that we all get in what we fit in, per se. And this is what I've always been about, man. I got, I mean, when I tell you I got homies of all, uh, you know, groups, I do. I mean, black, white, green, yellow, <laughs> you name it. I mean, that's how I've always liked to see myself is just as a people person. Am I a black man? You bet you. Am I proud to be a black man? You bet you. I mean, yes. I mean, we stand on a great legacy, no doubt. I mean, once again, my grandfather, he was handicapped, never, never worked. I mean, never, never walked a step in his life due to polio, but yet, you know, he overcame things. So yeah, I mean, I come from a great legacy, but I do believe it was never designed to be the way that, uh, you know, the tainted history that our country has. None of that stuff was never meant to be. It did happen nonetheless, but I just figure if some of us will get in where we fit in and find ways to unite, we can do great things, man. I've seen it happen for real. I, I, I've seen it happen, you know, because like I said in my own life the other night, you know, hey, it, I mean, everybody black don't like me just because I'm black, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and I know everybody white is not against me. You know, that's just it, it, it really goes back to a heart condition. That's what it really goes back to. Where is a person's heart? You know what I'm saying? So I just figure if we can, you know, if we can use that, you know, as a catalyst and, and I, I i do believe that being in entertainment that is one way that you can do some awesome things you can you know you can really show people that talk. Uh, yeah, regardless as to what's going on it's all about a person's talent you know what can you bring well i mean because honestly there are great actors of all races man you know and and and, and just <clears throat> once again i could go all day about this stuff 
you know, how bad my heart hurts as to the things that are going on right now. I mean, yeah, we've seen the video and, and all this stuff. I mean, yes, there's other stuff that has happened. People are, and people say, well, what about black on black crime? And I'm like, well, what about, yeah, yes, what about it? Yes, I'm against it. I'm against black on black crime, white on white crime. I'm against all crime. I mean, yeah, left up to me, people exactly. would get the hell along, you know? Yeah, let's freaking get along if we can. You know what I'm saying? You know, I understand mm -hmm. that everybody's not always going to see eye to eye. I, I get that. But once again, you know, we can do better than what we're doing. We can. You know, we might can't change everybody, but if we can leave our mark, man, we can do some awesome things, bro. Real talk, real talk. And like, you know, and I'm just going to speak on this while we're on this topic. You know, I've never been racially profiled. I've never been called nigga by a white person. I've never been harassed by the police but for those who have you know my heart does go out to them though because like that it's just straight up wrong like you shouldn't have to fear going outside or fear um being around people or every time you see a cop car your heart starts beating fast or you start having yeah. anxiety yeah. and panic attacks like you know it's not about black power it's not about white power it's about soul power and realizing that we're all God's children, source children, whatever you want to call it. Like we all are cut right. from the same source. Right. No matter what color you are, no matter what religion you claim, no matter what your educational background is, we are all one. And if you look at us like beyond the, the skin color, you'll see that we have the same bone structure same organ same everything and if you go beyond that you'll realize that we're all souls playing our role just like actors and i feel like from like an esoteric and spiritual perspective acting really is metaphorically showing us that you are not your identity and that you can shapeshift into different identities at will and you don't have to stay locked into any particular one exactly exactly and you know and i'm and i'm glad you said that evan i'm glad you did you know um because here's the thing we all have gone through things now okay just being realistic i have been racially profiled before i have been called the n-word by someone who's in black now here's my thing about that too i don't even condone black people calling each other that word you know what i'm saying now have i not called mm. other blacks that of course i'm yeah i have you know but like nowadays i'm more like no you're my brother you know you're my brother not my n-word you feel me and once again i have brothers of all races you know i really do and like you just got done saying man we're really all human when it when it really boils down to it at the end of the day we're human yes do i believe that we have problems in the black community you betcha you know mm -hmm. do i believe there's a lot of stuff that we can improve you betcha do i mean yes is there an issue in this country you betcha you know, but I'm going to say again, for those of us who fit in on this sector, you know, we can do what we got to do and say, look, it don't have to be this way, y'all, for real. It don't have to be this way. Because I say again, you know, there's another saying that we have all skin folk and kin folk. Yeah, just like I done been called the N-word before, I done been done wrong by my own race. Realistically speaking, I, I have been done wrong, you know, by you know those who share the same skin colors me so it's really a matter of heart and that's how my grandparents raised me you look at a person's heart and their intention above all because just because they look like you don't mean nothing you know 
I mean, well, hey, that's just what it is. That that that's life. But it starts with us, man. It does. It really does, man. It's like you said a lot of really you said a lot of great things that are really thought provoking because you know, we're in like really, really turbulent times and it's like COVID nineteen rears its ugly head and take and shuts the whole world down. And now you got riots going on. Like this is like a period where humanity is going through a great transformational period. It's like where that caterpillar yes. that's sitting in the chrysalis right now and all of that's false is breaking down away so that when we get we sprout into butterflies will emerge new people and this nation and the whole world at large will be reborn because like i hate to well i don't hate to say this but this this needed to happen for us to finally wake the hell up and see how we've been living and how dysfunctional it actually really is and you know it's like they say it gets worse before it gets better so right now like we're in dark days we're in the darkness right now but pretty soon it's gonna be dawn if we stay focused on if, where if. we're supposed to go and we keep shining our own light and thanks to that nature you better preach, brother. You better preach because that's what I'm asking. Next time they, let me see who is that? Oh, shoemaker. One of my buddies, shoemaker. He wants me to tell her. I do that a bit. Yeah, one time I was chewing out a soldier, and I was doing Fred Sanford while I was uh, chewing them out. Anyway, I, I was actually, uh, I was actually a relatively laid back sergeant when I was in the army. But you know, every now and again, you gotta do what you gotta do. But you no, know, hey, yeah. even me, I still use comedy. But uh, no, thank you for saying that, man. Because really, truly. I mean, this were I, I don't know what it what 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 uh, 2020 has really brought about. I mean, I'm talking about even long before COVID hit the scene. It's like everybody was just tired, man, and beat down. I mean, as you know, in my day job, I'm a I'm a teacher, and man, I was just even seeing just not even just in the students, but you know, my fellow teachers, administrators, even like the you know support personnel, the paraprofessionals, and the secretaries, and everybody. I mean, everybody was just kind of beat, man, like just kind of worn down. You know, and you can just kind of see it. I mean, even when you would be out and about seeing people, it's like, man, society is drained, man. We're, we're like freaking drained. And, you know, I think COVID in its own way, terrible as it has been. Uh, and once again, you know, you got conspiracy theories and all that stuff. You know, okay, this was created. It was mutated. Um, okay. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know how the hell it got here. No, really. I, I'm just going to like I tell people, I don't have the answers. I don't. I mean, I'm not this freaking, I don't know, Dalai Lama uh, whatever guy that has all the answers, I don't. I, I'm just saying things we can do to help kind of keep things, you know, quelled if we can, and just say, look, man, start start really doing what Dr. King, uh, you know, set out to do. Like, look at a person's heart and their content of their character, you know. And yeah, uh, he was a man who, uh, you know, believed in action too. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of speeches that they don't talk about. They don't talk about the black and beautiful speeches. They don't talk about the we're going to Washington speeches. I mean, they don't talk about those. Yeah. I mean, he was a man of action as well. And at one point in time, he wasn't very popular. You know, he wasn't at all. I mean, I think Dr. Bernice King, his daughter uh, said on Twitter the other day that her father at one point had like a 75% disapproval rating. So, I mean, yeah, mm. at one point in time, he was very hated. You feel me? But I'm just thankful to see that now, today's finally, you know, people are getting it because re really, I know you've been seeing the stuff. There's been people uniting in, in spite of all the other stuff that's happening. Yeah, it's still happening. Yes, I, I get that. I, I, I'm going to say again, I understand the anger. I do. You know, I'm just saying if we can find some kind of way, whatever that way is, you know, 
to get some things done, you know, without everybody having to die. Yeah, without all this damn looting going on. I'm like, what the hell does looting have to do with being bringing justice to George Floyd? Like that looting is not solving a thing. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, a uh, friend of mine from Dallas, man, he uh, he said uh, his his cousin. He doesn't live in Dallas anymore, but uh, said his cousin gave him a call, and uh, he was like, man, you know, people started. Uh, yeah, you start out as a you know peaceful protest or whatever, but say next thing you know, you got people breaking into stuff and stealing stuff, and then you know, oh man, I'm gonna go sell this, I'm gonna go do this, and I'm like, see, that dishonors you know the memory of George, you know, and just any of it, man. I mean, all I mean, I mean, hey, come on, man, we know all the different names, Philando Castile, Trayvon Martin, we know all the different names that 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 that, that have happened, and trust me, I get it, I understand there is a difference. In protesting, saying no, say their names, let their names be heard. You know, let's get some justice as to whatever happened. I understand that part of it. But like you just said, the looting and stealing from small business owners, because guess what they do a lot of times? They hit the pork. I, I get that. You know, you know, once, I mean, I'm sorry, I get the anger. But why are you taking away from heart from people who have uh, made their living honestly? Why are you doing that? Yes, yeah, for not real. the way to make America great. Don't steal. Don't 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 take folks' shit. Excuse my French. You feel me? Don't do that because guess what that does? That makes you no better than the ones who are perpetuating the cycles of racism and hate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't do that. I mean, cause hell, I'd be mad as hell right now if somebody got in here right now. You know, if somebody broke in my apartment and stole all my shit that I don't work hard for. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, and. You know, you're no different than, you know, the people that are like in the elite. Whoa. What just happened? Whoa. Yo. Hey, RJ. Yeah. What the heck happened? I'm not sure. Because, like, I only, next thing you know, you just froze and then your window disappeared. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how about now? Uh, are we still live? Yeah, we should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still, yeah. Yeah, I was just making sure because I was freaking out. I was like, oh, crap. I hope that. <laughs> no, it's so, still there. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I got it back pulled up here because I got two or three screens going on here. Yeah, but anyways, as I was saying, you know, that makes you no different than the elite 1% who's like up there taking billions upon billions from people. Right. And, right. you know, they they were looting us long before this stuff even happened. So you're just reinforcing yeah. what they're already doing. You're not being the change that you want to see. And I want to emphasize that that point, too, is that, guys, if you're watching this live or you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on Anchor or wherever you're getting this from, please realize you have to be the change that you want to see. And it starts from within first. You have to heal your own wounds first. You got to face your stuff, face your trauma. I know it's scary as fuck, but you have to do it. You got to do what you got to do. And only when you heal from the inside, can you bring about great change and that that'll be infectious towards other people. So really all this looting and all this violence is not really doing much of anything. Yeah. It's you're blowing off some steam in a moment, but it's at the cost of other people's lives and 
you're causing all this property damage and stuff. So, you know, like I, I'm all for getting your voice heard, but there's a way to do it in a way that doesn't harm other people. Right, right. Yeah, and 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 and, and that's my thing. Once again, I I tell anybody, you know, the whole damn system is corrupt. I get that. Yes, we. I mean, the rabbit hole does go deep. Yeah. So you know, you just said a mouthful. It has to start here. It has to start on a uh, start on a grassroots level. It has to start here. You know what I'm saying? With our own hearts, those of us who do want to see things better. You know what I'm saying? Do we have all the answers? No. But collectively, we can do a lot, man. We really can. I mean, yeah, I, man, I've been I've been looking into so much stuff, and honestly, I ain't gonna lie, man. I thought it was a joke. Uh, someone posted uh, that there's a. Hell, I can't even think of the name of the shit right now, man. It's so freaking crazy. Where I think it's something cr- crowd, something uh, uh, crowds for something, where you, where like uh, groups can order crowds of people, you know, to go different places, whether it be for paparazzi purposes or whether it be for you know protest or whatever's going on. Where they <laughs> hire these people, just like you know, kind of like for example, like you know, those of us actors, we use Actors Access and how we yeah. have you know talent agents and whatnot. Well, this thing. Uh, whatever this thing is, I don't even want to promote the shit to be honest, which is probably good. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. this organization, whatever it is, headquartered in Beverly Hills or somewhere, and they say they got uh, field offices around the country where they can order crowds for whatever purposes. I guess if you're a politician and you're running for office, you want to have a bunch of people backing you up, you know, your campaign can hire these people. If you're, uh, you, you know, I, I don't know, you know, you got a rally against a corporate entity that did you wrong or something and you're suing this company you can order people i'm like okay i'm sitting there thinking oh man it's got to be a joke right it's got to be a hoax and i clicked on the link and i'm like no this is real this is some shit that people actually do like wow where they do that at you know (laughs) but it just goes to show you as a whole and i guess at the end of the day it 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 boils back down to that it boils back down to good versus evil and the almighty dollar you know yeah people are selling souls for whatever no that is that is extremely fucked up man that you know they will hire crisis actors and all of these other people to cause chaos and to manufacture all this stuff going on and it goes to show you that you know the people in the media are manipulating the masses but beyond that even the big media companies are puppets to the higher beings that are pulling the strings in this whole system Because, you know, it's just like in the Matrix movie, how Morpheus talked about how people will fight to keep the system alive just because, like, they don't know nothing else and they want to be comfortable and they want to stay, they want things to stay the way they are. But the problem with that is is that change is inevitable. I don't know if you caught what what I said, like, before, but it's like, once you once you wake up and and you start seeing things like it was no mistake it was no coincidence that you saw that because you were ready to see it like you were spiritually yeah, yeah, advanced yeah. enough to where you know god told you like okay i'm gonna let rj atkins see this and see what's really going on and and i'm glad that you shone light on that because on my show you know, I like to use my platform to really tell the truth about a lot of things and to yeah. really be a voice, yeah. be a voice of pos- not only positivity, but to also tell people like what's going on. And we have that freedom. See, if we were doing this back then, they wouldn't allow us to come on TV and 
speak on this right here they they would say hell no we no the rabbit hole <laughs> goes deep the rabbit hole goes deep brother that's what i'm saying i mean and, and 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 i agree now once again that's not to take away from anything that's not to take away from the fact that they that that there is racism no doubt about it you know that's not to take away from that but also just to know that that rabbit hole goes even deeper than that you know, yes. it goes way deeper way. than that. There are people who would rather see everyday people, everyday average people, you know, fussing and fighting over whatever to expose the other agendas that are truly at hand. You know, so that's what I'd be saying. I said, man, that's why it really boils back down to a person's heart. Because at the end of the day, as much as I love people, man, I love, trust me, I love people. I'm a people person. But at the end of the day, each one of us is responsible for ourselves, you know at the end of the day and so that's what i'm saying okay if i know that my heart's in the right place i, I can and and i can shed some light and some positivity i'm gonna keep doing it man if that's what i've been placed here to do you know i'm gonna keep doing that man to the best of my ability because like you said man i got three beautiful daughters awesome handsome grandson beautiful precious granddaughter man i've been she's here with me now you know man i just can't put her down half the time you know um man if there's anything i want them to see is that you know the atkins legacy stands for people for positivity man for, for for those who are really trying to get things going in the right direction because we can only do so much you know we can only do so much and i know we all got to give up the ghost one of these days right we all got to die you know like td jake said we ain't nothing but a couple of uh, uh, numbers uh, with a hyphen between us you know that's really all we are but while i'm here in that hyphen i'm gonna do my best man to keep doing this really man that's my thing i like to see people laugh i like to see people happy because life is full of enough shit, man without adding more to it you know yeah exactly and um and i and i don't know if i told you this or somebody else but when i was little i used to look down on some of my family members on just watching nothing but comedy movies i'm like comedy is corny as hell and you know i've been into action movies and drama movies and that type of stuff but as a young adult now i'm 22 years old rj i don't know if you know that but i'm 20 i'm 22. yeah you don't have to be my son man you can be my son man my <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh as, as i got older and i started experiencing life as an adult and dealing with adult things and having more responsibilities and working on building my business i realized why comedy exists now and why you know people like to watch those type of movies because like life has a lot of challenges and we go, like you said, we go through no shit through our lives with, you know, paying bills, um, the government not keeping our promises right. to us, people disappointing us, breakups, fights, um, bills due, paying taxes on everything and, and stuff. It, it's a lot Tell for it. Oh, yeah. a, a human being to deal with. So to have some comic relief and to have those type of movies exist is like a blessing in disguise, really. So it really yeah. is, man. And, and first of all, Evan, man, I'm first of all, I'm gonna commend you, man, at 22 years old, man, to be doing what you're doing because truly, man, I mean, this next generation, like I tell people, I mean, you know, number one, I'm a teacher and like I said, I'm a father first. And this is one thing I, you know, tell my children all the time. It's like we're looking for you guys to take the torch from here. You feel me? You know, as we're passing the torch to you guys, we need that. We need, you know, responsible people still coming forward that want to see things going in a better direction. Because, yeah, do I believe evil is always going to exist? Yeah, on this side of things, yeah. You know, we don't say, yeah, I mean, hey, no doubt about it. But does it have to 
be just totally about that? I mean, can't there be some light in the middle of darkness? You feel me? So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Keep doing what you're doing, man. And don't never let nobody tell you what you can and can't do because number one, if it was placed in your heart, guess what? That's what you was meant to do. And you write about comedy. You write about that, man. I And, and once again, I, I didn't know it was going to end up being that way, man. But uh, comedy within itself, man, is like ministry dang there, man, because really, truly, uh, we really don't understand laughter Laughter does release endorphins. I mean, really, a good laugh to me is like a good cry. You know, when you can get stuff out of you, man. God knows I love to laugh. I'm always doing stuff. And, man, I look at my youngest daughter, man. That's a comedian just like me, man. I was, I was like, oh, Lord. You know, look at my little grandbaby. I says, oh, Lord, she got a mama and a granddaddy. That's, that's uh, comedians. But, man, it's so beautiful because I say again, life is so full of bullshit half the time. Why not take a load off when you can? Why not laugh? Because sure as we live and breathe, you're going to have to wake back up, you know, next morning. Once we do get back to some sense of normalcy, you know, those of us who do travel to work or whatever, we're going to be back to the rat race, back to the grind again. You feel me? And guess what? We all live. We all eat. You know, we all use the bathroom. You feel me? That's what it really boils back down to. So why not take a moment, man, and just, you know, take life not so seriously all the time? No. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, so is that one of the reasons why you got into comedy is because of the hardships that most human beings go through on a daily basis? And you know what, really, Evan, I am going to say emphatically, yes, that is. And I mean, you know, even things that I had experienced, you know, my family and whatnot, you know, my my parents, they were young when they had me and whatnot. My mom was 17, my dad was 22 and what have you. And, you know, there were some things they went through. They sent me to live with my grandparents and, and whatnot. And it was like, you know, dissension on both sides of the family here and there. Uh, but, man, just over the years, I just used it. Man, I just I just, I just, just found ways to use it, you know, to be like that little comedian and whatnot. Because, mind you, before I had the courage to get up in front of people, I would do stuff around my family and, what, and you know, what have you. And, and, and then later on, like I say, joining the military and whatnot, man, hey, that's one place I tell anybody. You join the military, you learn to look beyond color, for real. I, now, are there racist people in the military? Yeah, sure, levels we breathe. I mean, they're everywhere, right? Are there stupid people in the military? You betcha. I mean, guess what? Every aspect of life, there's those types of people. However, for the most part, if there's one thing I can say, uh, the military definitely gave me that sense of camaraderie, man. I got homies right now that are still my partners to this very day. You know, and we link up right now. It's like we never skipped a beat. Some of them I haven't seen, you know, uh, in person over 10, 15 years, some of them. But rest assured, man, we link up, man, we get back together. It's just as though we never skipped a beat. You know, it's one place that definitely teaches you. Guess what? Uh, we all live, you know, we all bleed red. You know, it's all about your fellow brother and sister in uniform. You know, it's all about getting them back home. You know, because if that's one thing, uh, going to war taught me, guess what? We're fighting for each other more than anything, you know, because I want to see my homie make it back to his family. You know what I'm saying? I want to see my home girl make it back to her family. You feel me? At the end of the day, I understand that wars and stuff are fought for what, for whatever reasons, but guess what? It, 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 it gave me that sense that we're all in this thing together. Let's make the best of it. Let's do what we got to do. And speaking of that, I was in Iraq doing impersonations as well. So, you know, it's just part of me, man. I can't help it. It's just it's just part of me, man. And um, I wouldn't choose to be nothing else, to be honest with you. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't choose to be anything except who I am, you know, because I ain't got no problem with me. You feel me? Yeah, definitely. And before we cut to commercial break, I just want to say that I want to commend you for your service. Thank you for serving in the military and making that sacrifice for wanting to protect our country, despite the stuff that goes on here. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I like, I love that, you know, you was brave enough to do that for us. So I can't thank you enough. But um, so, guys, we're going to take a break for a moment to say, you know, if you haven't gotten a copy of my book, Confessions of a Divine Masculine, it's basically where I talk about my experiences on my spiritual path and as a divine masculine in the twin flame relationship. So, you know, if that sounds like you and you need some guidance on how to get over self-sabotaging behaviors and to cultivate a new mindset and step up to your divine masculinity, whether you're a man or woman, because masculine and feminine has nothing to do with gender, then you want to make sure to go ahead and get you a copy today, paperback or ebook don't matter i'll have the link in the comments and then also you know if you want to learn filmmaking without all of the fluff without having to go through four years of film school and college and stuff like that and even scouring youtube for hours and hours hoping to find a good comprehensive set of videos then you can go ahead and pick up my course called fundamentals of filmmaking and videography as well either on udemy or teachable also, if you haven't got you, gotten you any merch to support the Emil Productions brand, go ahead and do so right now. Or in this case, on a replay, when I post the links to all of this in the comment section below. Also, if you haven't picked up the um, ebook version or the paperback version of my online course as well, I also have those available if you're just content with going off of a little bit of information and then you want to learn the rest of your own, that's fine as well. You know what I'm saying? And also, last but not least, offer virtual photo shoots for headshots and portraits. So you can go ahead and get that service booked right now by clicking the link in the comments below. Like I said, I have the links to everything that I mentioned in this podcast in the show notes, in the description on YouTube, and in the comment section on Facebook. So go ahead and get you that right now. And speaking of sponsorships, do you have anything that you want to promote, RJ, while we're live? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I actually I, I recently started a uh, a streaming network, uh, Black and Proud TV. Um, once again, right now it's it's uh, just online, but uh, here soon I'm hoping, but before the end of the summer, I'm gonna have um, apps. You know, I'm gonna have uh, you know the Android uh, with the i. Well, I'm on. I'm gonna always go iPhone first. I'm always two iPhone <laughs> first. We're gonna, we gonna have the iOS, right? Team iPhone, baby. Uh, we're gonna have the iOS apps, Android apps, Roku apps, and what have you, um, and whatnot. But right now, you can go to blackandproud.tv or uh, baptvmedia.com. And this network, you know, like I explained the other day, I says now, hey, not that I necessarily have to explain anything, but you know, this had a network that says, hey, you know, only black people can have this. I'm only going to show just, you know, just straight black stuff or whatever. No, I'm I'm saying no, no, you know, you ain't got to be black to be on the network. I mean, at all. It's just saying, you know, it's no different than having like your BETs and TV ones and what have you. I mean, you got a little bit of everybody, uh, you know, on those networks as well. But I did it in the spirit of the late, great James Brown, man, who I see as an inspiration. I wish I could have got to have uh, met him, but a friend of mine actually used to dance for him. And she said that was the most professional man that you would ever meet. And of course, with him coming up in those times, you know, that our ancestors saw, you know, he said, no, I'm going to stand for something. I'm going to say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. And what I got out of that was, hey, guess what? I'm just as good as anybody else. You know, that's what it means. You know, hey, 
I'm a proud black man that started this network. But guess what? I'm welcoming all my brothers and sisters, regardless of who you are. Because I'm like, this here. if you want to eat, let's eat. You know, that's why I'm, if you want to work, let's work. At the, end, at the end of the day, hey, if you a grinder, if you a hustler, you a go-getter, you my peeps. You feel me? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a big lesson, man. Like, that you're starting your own production company because, like, you know, a lot of actors are just content with just acting. They just want to get hired for other people's productions. Right. But I know from my own experience that, you know, after just getting rejected numerous times in Stratford High School and them choosing the same people over and over and over again, drove me to say, you know what, man? If I'm going to get acting work, I got to give it to my damn self. So let me go ahead and learn. Preach. You better preach. <laughs> let me learn directing, cinematography, screenwriting, editing, all the different crew positions so that I won't ever, never, ever, ever, ever rely on an agent or a casting director to put me on. If I'm if I'm put on and I manage to get some accolades under my belt with the help of my fellow creative friends and be featured in a magazine and what have you, why? Because I was willing to take that extra step. I was willing to learn those other skills. And if you're an actor watching this, learn cinematography, get my course that cuts out all the fluff for you. Study it. Apply it. Do the exercises in my course. So I I pretty much cut all the fluff out for you. I am, I'm not teaching you Eisenstein or any of the other filmmakers. No diss towards them. But I'm here to teach right. you a skill, a trade that you can learn so you can create your own powerful content, tell your own story, and not having to be hired to tell somebody else's. Hey man, brother, I'm glad you, that's another thing I'm glad that you said, because nowadays, man, we're fortunate to live uh, in a technology age to where, man, if you want it, you can get it. If you want to be seen, you can be seen. You know, you just got to be willing to put in the work, man. And, for you know, I just said it's so funny, man, when my grandkids get up bigger, man, they'll probably be telling me something like, Papa, you mean to tell me that y'all used to have to actually sit down and wait till a show came on to watch it? I mean, <laughs> so much that I have by then, you know, because seriously, man, growing up in my era, no, man, we couldn't wait to get home like on a uh, Friday nights, man, and watch uh, Family Matters, you know, Steve Urkel and all that, man. Look, you, hey, if you was outside doing whatever, you was at somebody's house or whatever, you couldn't wait to get home to watch them shows, man. And you actually had to sit there and watch them, you know. Uh, and of course, you had like your, you know, like the uh, a VCR Plus and all that type of stuff you could record if you weren't there. But it's nothing like it is now. It's nothing like it is now where people have the flexibility to watch stuff when and where they want to, basically. So, and this is where we come in, man. You know, being able to get that content out there and learn the business is definitely key. You said something that touched my heart, man. When you said you didn't want to be stuck in a rut to where you had to wait on somebody to put you on you know you have to be your own best advocate and no matter what you do and especially in entertainment you know especially in entertainment you have to market yourself i mean you got to be willing to you know say hey hey here i am hey look at me look at me you know this is what it is because seriously guess what a closed mouth does not get fed i tell anybody that and those old sayings that we used to say the early bird gets the worm those things are true Ain't nothing going to come to you if you laying in bed all day, you know what I'm saying, feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, woe is me, ain't nothing happening. Guess what? If you get rejected 99 times, keep going. I mean, guess what? Keep going. Your number's yep. going to come up. It will come yeah. up. But, but in the meanwhile, while are you waiting? Get to work. Work on some screenplays. Matter of fact, I'm working on three right now as we speak. You feel me? You know, 
just uh, made another cat. We're going to do a, a Zoom later this week, man. We're going to collab, man, about making another film, man. It's going to promote unity. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. These are these things that we do, man, to fill in uh, this time, man, to really Real truly tell our business. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit around and wait, man. Get to work today, you know? Yeah, like, and also, this not only applies to entertainment, this also applies to business. You know, use this time, guys, like me and RJ have been doing shit. These past few weeks, I've been working on content creation strategies. I've been working on writing my book, Confessions of a Divine Masculine, for a couple of weeks now. I've just been in the dark about it because I wanted to just get in on Microsoft Word and start typing every day. If you want to write that book, write it. If you want to start yes. that course, um, create the outline for it, record it, get it on Udemy, start selling that mug and start promoting the shit out of it. Yes. Write that screenplay. Um, create you some digital products. This, these are little things you could yes. be doing right now to make sure you get ahead. You might not be seeing sales at first, but you best believe if you make do it book, right, like if you set everything up, you will at least have something that's going to pay you, even if something like this were to happen again. So really, if you haven't, if you if you have a lot of holes in your life and your business, if you've been relying on one job to pay you your money and all of a sudden you don't have that job no more and you ain't got no more money. Don't cry. Don't sit there and pout about the government taking too long with a second stimulus check. Before they send it out, just go ahead in the meantime, working on setting up different streams of income. These are things that you could be doing. And I'm just giving you not even a teeny tiny drop in the bucket. That's like a, a hundredth of a drop in the bucket, more, more or less. But true, true that. Start your YouTube channel, start your blog, do something to get yourself out there, build you a fan base. I'm not saying that you're going to build a fan base overnight. And that is right. going to be easy because we're being flooded and bombarded with way more content than ever, especially during these times, yeah. because we're all sitting at home. We're right. trying to stay safe. We're, you know, there's a lot more content creators coming out. The woodworks and video is king. So again, pick up my online course on the fundamentals of videography and <clears throat> uh, videography and filmmaking. If you don't get it right now and you don't get take advantage of the video revolution that's going on. Well, I ain't got nothing to say to you because I've given you an opportunity to get my course to learn it while the iron is hot right now, while everybody else is pulling back. Pick up the course while everybody yeah. else is pulling back scared. Learn you the skill in video. Get on camera and say your message. Yeah, because hey, guess what, Evan? Because the thing is, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, man. That's Real what talk. it is. I mean, seriously. Real I talk. mean, first of all, whatever you're doing, you got to believe in it yourself. Because number one, if you don't believe in it, anybody else gonna believe in it. That, I mean, that's just real talk. You got to convince yourself before you expect anything to buy anything that you're selling. You know, for real, you have to be fully convinced. And if you ain't convinced, you know, why would somebody else waste their time with it? You know what I'm saying? That just goes real back talk. to being, you know, you know what I'm saying? It goes back to being a good salesman. I mean, because my thing is about sales. I, 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 I tried car sales. I hated it. It was a lot of nice <laughs> that happened. You know, I didn't, I didn't do it very long. But my, my thing about sales is I'm not selling something I wouldn't buy myself. You know what I'm saying? So that's my whole thing. Even with Black and Proud TV, I would rather it grow slowly, you know what I'm saying? But surely, 
than to just try to hurry up and get it out there and I'm just going to get, get some crap out of this to say I got it. You know, which by the way, that's another thing too. Hey, I'm way cheaper than Netflix, guys. I'm only a dollar a month or $11 a year right now. You feel me? You can't beat that with a stick, man. I waste $11 on lunch. You feel me? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, you know, buying extra shit I don't need, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead and let me get the, the, the extra large cheese fries. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I've, I've wasted more money doing that. Hey, get yourself a subscription, guys. I got some great content on there. You know, it's growing. You know, seriously, I'm, you know, working on little deals here and there. Uh, I'm going to be working out distribution deals with those who want to get their uh, films on there. Hey, it's coming, guys. That's all I can say is be ready, man. You know, Evan's doing some great things. You guys, hey, we got some heavy hitters here in the H. Know that. Know that. We might, you know, we might not be heard of. We might have been known more for, you know, the Astrodome and, you know, music. the energy or whatever at NASA. Right. Music, of course. Hey, I'm just saying, hey, Trader Truth and them still doing the damn thing. But guess what? H-Town is still on the rise, y'all. We are. Yeah. And speaking of subscribing, make sure to go ahead and subscribe to my 8 Mil Productions TV YouTube channel. I got over 11 short films and seven video art pieces for you to go look at. And if you want some spirituality, go ahead and subscribe to my Spiritual Intellectual 777 YouTube channel as well, because I got some great content on both of those and also subscribe to my 8 Mil Productions podcast as well. So I'm not just in entertainment, guys. I also am passionate about spirituality and personal development and photography, you know, and I offer photography as a service. Like I said, you can go ahead and click the link in the comments, description, show notes, so that you can book a session with me and we can go ahead and get your virtual photo shoot done since COVID-19 is still happening. The riots are still going on, man. I'm hey, telling exactly. you guys, go ahead. Chaos. Go right ahead, man. Go ahead and support my man RJ and go ahead and support me because the more you support small business owners, the more you are helping other people by investing in business owners that actually care about human beings as a whole because we're not here to sell you bullshit. We're selling you that exactly. real pure stuff that's going to elevate yes. you. Yes. You're right about that, man, because that's my thing. I, I never... I'm the type of cat, like I said, I'm just a good old country boy from Palestine, Texas, man. I mean, you know, once again, was raised with what I guess you would call good old Southern values or whatever. But my thing is, I never forget those who support me. I never forget those who have always had my back. I mean, that's just how I roll, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? My papa didn't raise me like that. You know, he was like that, man. I mean, and at his funeral, man, he's been gone 18 years now, man. But at his funeral, when I say we had everybody there, you know, we had black folk, white folk you know, Hispanics. We had a little bit of everybody there because my grandfather was a well-respected man. You know what I'm saying? You know, people thought a lot of him, man. And I just like, if I can even be half the man that he was, you know what I'm saying? If I could be just, you know, a portion of the grandfather that he was to my grandchildren that he was to me, man, I would have done a lot, man. But so I just say again, Evan, hey, we can't change everybody, but man, for those who are listening, man, and join forces with us, let's just do this thing, man. Let's get in where we fit in, man, you know, on this sector, you know, and let's bring about some change, man, some positive change and show the world that everybody ain't on it. Everybody ain't out here hating everybody, man. You know, Real ain't talk. that kind of party, you know. Real talk. You know, I'm just looking at the comments on my phone if you're wondering what the hell I'm doing. Cause like, oh no, I wasn't tripping. I wasn't tripping. <laughs> yeah, I'm just making sure that everybody knows that you know, I just posted the links to everything I just mentioned in the comments just now. So if you can go ahead and pin that, please, if you will. Yeah, I will. I will. Let me see here. Let me. 
Oh, you know what? Let's see. Uh, it's not letting me do it from here because I'm actually on my computer. Man, Facebook be doing the most, man. Zuckerberg, what y'all doing, man? Y'all be changing so much stuff, man. It's like you get used to one way, they change something else. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, I, 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 I can pin it, but you know what? I tell you what, if not, what I'll do at the end of it, I can uh, put it in the description is what I'll do. I'll put that yeah, in Yeah, because I just I put it well. in the comments. Yeah. Oh, I see it. I see it right there. Links to all my products on social media. Yeah, I used to be able to click the little three dots and, and hit pin, man. But I don't know, man. They be doing the most, man, nowadays. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and it's like, you know, guests can't even press the invite button on their friends anymore. They have to send through Messenger, which I think is freaking retarded. I don't know why yeah. that is, but hey, we didn't come here to complain. We came here to share good vibes, though. I'm just glad that, oh, yeah. you know, people are watching this and, you know, it seems like, you know, your friends are enjoying this, like your military buds, like they're feeling it and, you know, one of them said that we're both an inspiration, man. Hey. That's my boy, a Shoemaker. What's up, Shoemaker? What's up, baby? That's my part <laughs> today, man. <laughs> Big shoe. Shoe in the house. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, definitely I like this, you know, old school, new school vibe. And I think on one of my, ins on the Instagram post that I made with our poster, I put like hashtag old school and new school because literally, yeah, you know, yeah. that's what it is. And I And I'll say this. For the millennials and the Gen Z people out there, people around my age, if there wasn't for old school, there would be no us. If it wasn't for them paving the way for us doing this, then we wouldn't exist. And so I've grown up around primarily older people. So my mentality was shaped because I was around primarily older people. You know what I mean? Yeah, because when you first told me that, I knew you were in your 20s, but man, when you first told me, I said, no, nah, really, brother? I said, man, you mature for your age, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, and even myself, man, I mean, just to, you know, and honestly, tr trust me, I don't take offense to being called old school at all. I love it, man. I, I love it. You know, it's almost like being seen as an OG or an elder statesman. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, I've made it through this. You know, I made it through a lot. You know, I have been blessed to make it to almost 42. I'll be 42 on June 10th. You feel me? Hey, uh, mm -hmm. Cash App, Cash App, uh, uh, <laughs> Atkins, ENT. You feel me? If you want to bless Get me early, you know, yeah, yeah, RJ Atkins, the ENT for RJ Atkins Entertainment. You feel me? <laughs> if you want to bless me, trust me, I'm here. Hey, ain't that something where we got technology nowadays? You can send, hey, matter of fact, people who've been going to church online, I think church is even doing Cash App nowadays, man. Gotta yep. love technology, right? You know, <laughs> hey, you mind if I say this real quick? Real quick, go ahead, brother. Yeah, I'm just making do what it do. Yeah. All right, so, you know, I've, this is inspired by Bow Wow song, B-O-W. I'm just saying it like this, so don't laugh. Or if you do, I don't care. R-J Atkins E-N-T. And then just imagine <laughs> delay going off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, that that definitely is like a blessing that, you know, you're taking advantage of this technology and you're not like the atypical older person that's saying, nah, man, these kids, these youngins with this technology, like I can tell that you've embraced it and you're integrating into your livelihood. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. And, you know, and that's one thing I love about being uh, a younger father, uh, you know, slash grandfather, man, because matter of fact, my oldest daughter, she'll be 23 uh july and, and my baby should be 19 and uh in october my and my middle baby should be uh 20 in november so uh honestly man just you know having them here with me you know visiting and stuff and just talking to them and then dealing with my students you know because i teach uh at an alternative campus 
here in Houston, you know, and I get and I have the secondary students, middle to high school, just listening to some of them, man, and just you know seeing what they're in tune with helps keep me in tune. Because that's one thing I was kind of blessed with, I guess, being part of a Shoemaker said Generation X. You know, being being part of that generation, we were kind of that going out of the old into the new. Like when I was a freshman, so I took typing. Cleaners. Tweeners, yeah. So like I took typing one semester and then computer keyboard in the next. And I remember when I was uh, I think junior in high school, that's when AOL was getting real big where you would get the little mm-hmm. CDs in the mail, 50, 50 hours free or whatever. So back then email was a big deal. Like, wow, so if I send somebody a letter right now, they'll get it right now. If I you know, like wow, that's just so neat, right? <laughs> so yeah, you're right, dude. I I have definitely embraced it because I know the times change, man. You know, you can't I mean don't I mean don't get it wrong. I got some old school stuff, you know what I'm saying? Some old school values that I always have but man no i hey i'm all about learning what's happening what's going on who's the players you know who's doing what now because if you stay stuck back there you get left behind no yeah and it's definitely like you know i feel like you know a lot of y'all's generation are forgotten it's like you know there's this war this so-called generational war going on between boomers and millennials and i was like well what about gen x like what about their generation what about y'all's generation? It's like they are either paying attention to our grandparents, the boomers, or our generation, millennials and Gen Z. It's like y'all are y'all are like the most slept on generation ever because y'all were like the generation that was like born with old school values. But like you said, you know, you was around when the first Apple computer came out and when the yes. first Windows 95 came out and, you know, yeah. and and the IMAX came out, like the Mac computers with the colorful backgrounds and stuff. And then y'all had CDs and then y'all had y'all were the generation to see the first iPods, whereas people in my generation, like I was born in 1998. You know, I was I was there too, witnessing Windows 95 and AOL, seeing that in the and seeing those CDs and playing computer games with like the booty back computers and stuff like yes <laughs> yeah. our generation was there with cartoon network and time and jerry like our generation was in between analog and digital as well but you know we still were able to like go outside and play hopscotch and do all of that stuff even though we had like a computer my grandparents had a couple computers in the house i remember i remember like you know at my grandma's house, we had a Nintendo 64. We had a couple computers in the back. My grandpa had his vinyls and his um, vinyl player. And then we had yeah, yeah. PlayStation 2. So it was like me with me, my cousins, we saw a mixture between old school technology and shows and stuff and new school technology. So I knew about when I was little, I knew about Richard Pryor, Sanford and Son, Good Times, like I know about all those shows. Like anybody that talks about good sounds like, yep, I can relate. Yeah. Or, so in essence, um, you're kind of like yeah. that. You're kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of like that millennial that's trapped in a in a Gen Xer body. You know, whatever. You know, <laughs> or, 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 or Gen Xer trapped in a millennial body. And I was also kind of on that same spectrum. I was raised by my grandparents. I always was around a lot of older people. So yeah. So we definitely got a lot in common. Just just even having that 20 year difference, man. It's just neat how that thing works, man. And how. You know, you just never know who you're going to come across, man. I just say you got to stay open-minded. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay open-minded. You can't, you know, be stuck in a shoe. You know, I ain't never going to change. I'm always going to be like this. You have to be ever-evolving, bro. And I'm just looking forward to doing some great things, man. And, you know what I'm saying, doing some more work with you, man, and other heavy hitters here in the H. Because really, man, that's what it's about. It's about making a splash, you know, when ain't nobody listening. You feel me? You know, and this is one way we do that. 
you know and, 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 you know and that's what i try to tell people do not stay stuck in the same old mindset because you'll never get nowhere you know you got to be constantly evolving finding new ways to do things yeah exactly exactly and i also want to ask you another acting question um what made you want to be a part of sac aftra you know, you know, brother, I, I definitely appreciate that question. Yeah, got my sad card, baby. Holding tight, holding tight. Uh, but honestly, uh, the serious answer to that question, Evan, is because when I decided that I was going to be an actor, I decided I was going to go full-fledged with it. You know, and the first, the actual first film that I was in uh, as an extra uh, here in Houston was called Sins of a Scorned Wife by uh, L.Q. Stallworth. And in fact, that's where I met but Tino, Tino the Bloss in the house. Where yet, baby? You own? <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, you know, I almost talked myself out of it. I almost, I was like, nah, man, who am I fooling, man? I, you know, I shouldn't be doing this, man. I'm a, matter of fact, my grandson was just born at the time. I was like, man, I'm 40 years old. Ain't nobody gonna listen to me or whatever. I should have done this, you know, way back when. But I got up and I done it. And I was glad I did. Because I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hit the ground running with this thing. You know, I'm gonna learn as much as I can. In fact, I met a cat named Mike Lewis on set. And that's how I found out that my acting coach, Charnel Brown, from a different world, you know, I found out she was here in Houston. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. You talking about little chocolate? Little, 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 yeah, yeah, her, her. I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I had a crush on her. Her and Chris Summer both. I didn't know they was here. Well, I mean, well, 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 well Charlie's, I was just Charlie. Uh, Charnel's here. I didn't know that. But anywho, man, at that moment, I decided I'm going to go full fledged with this thing. And I said, I'm going to do whatever it is. I'm going to learn everything I I, I can learn and go full-fledged with it because think about it. You don't want to stay in the minor leagues forever, do you? Like if you're playing baseball, you want to you don't want to stay in the minors forever. You don't want to stay in the D-League forever. Now, now, mind you guys, I'm not taking away from non-union. I mean, I am grateful for non-union. Non-union is where it starts. You feel me? Just when you're learning your craft and everything. And even those who decide not to join you know, for a while or whatever. I mean, it's not a written rule that you have to become a member of SAG, but I was like, well, if all the professionals are in SAG AFTRA, I'm gonna get in SAG AFTRA. <laughs> you feel me? You know that that was my mindset. I'm I'm just saying I might not be Denzel, I might not be Samuel L. Jackson, but guess what? I says I want that card. I'm coming for it. You know, I, I mean, I I want to go there. I don't want to just sit over here in the corner waiting and wishing. I'm like, no, I I, I want to be that sought after guy. You feel me? That's one of my little affirmations I do in the morning that I'm a you know highly paid well sought i mean well paid highly sought after actor you feel so once again that goes back to what you believe about yourself so that was my main thing if i'm gonna do the damn thing i'm gonna do the damn thing you know <laughs> yeah and originally like i had some objections to that i was like man i don't know if i want to be unionized because then i can't work on other creative projects and like i would you know i'll consider joining it but for now, it's like I'm focused still on other things. But, you know, it's like you said, yeah. like, if you want to play with the big dogs, you got to do big things. And I remember exactly. hearing this song. I don't know if you play video games or whatnot, but I remember on Sleeping Dogs. Man, man, what you talking about? I got my PS4 over there right now. I'm looking at <laughs> it right now. And now, matter of fact, I'm going to go on that 2K20 later. So, yeah, yeah, I play games. <laughs> Shit, I got I got 2K20 as well. I got a I got a crap load of games, man. Like I I'm, I like video games of all genres, but you know, back to what I was saying. Like I was, I remember playing Sleeping Dogs. Um, there's this song called like Shoot Your Shot, and at the beginning of the song, he says like, "It's time for all the little puppies to get off the porch. It's time for the big dogs." 
and that's a song set it around basketball but that song is metaphorical about life like in life you have to shoot your shot and give it everything you got because you know even though in entrepreneurship and in show business anything that has to do with entrepreneurship and sales and entertainment it's not guaranteed you want to at least shoot your goddamn shot just go for it you better even if you even if you're not selling anything in a moment you never know who may stumble upon your product and say damn like this is the this is like you know an unsung hero and then they'll promote it to their friends and next thing you know your sales will skyrocket but you'll never know until you put shit out there you just you gotta never try know who's watching you you never know who's watching you i mean and seriously <laughs> the people are watching i don't you know that now people are watching let me see real quick hey oh hey mary how you doing yeah uh <laughs> my fellow uh educator friend she's retired now what's up mary of course i see yeah, Shoemaker still. What do you say? Nobody's stuck in me. Oh, man. Shoemaker trying to make you feel old, man. Well, actually got me feeling a little bit old, but you a cool caddy. Says, I was in Bosnia when uh, he was born. So, yeah, 1998. Yeah, he was in Bosnia. I was actually at Fort Hood in 98. Some of the best years of my life, actually. It puts, damn, I'm old. No, brother, you're not old. You're just getting better. You're not old at all, Corey. Yeah, Corey. yeah you're getting yeah man i ain't feeling that old stuff yet man. i'm like nah man I, i'm just I'm, I'm older than i was you know but i i ain't old no. <laughs> no, I, I am not about to start saying it because guess what we you know we be joking when we say certain stuff but you don't realize the but power of words man. don't tell talk on it talk on it talk if you go to talk about you old you're gonna start to feel old that's real talk you know if you say you ain't shit and you ain't gonna make it guess what most likely you ain't shit and you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't let that stuff get in your psyche. Do not let that get into your psyche. And if somebody else tell you that, get away from them. Feel me? Cut them off, you know? And don't even let yourself be your worst enemy. Because like you were saying earlier about the uh, self-sabotage, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, brother. And I can't go back there, you know? Hey, man. Make sure to go pick up a copy of Confessions of a Divine Masculine, bro. Because, like, it's only 15 bucks. I mean... Everybody got 15 bucks. Oh, I got so. you. I got you. I'm going to get you, bro. Yeah, trust me. Look, look. Hey. <laughs> Go ahead and read that book, man, because I, I I speak on a lot of stuff that I was hesitant to release to the public. So just know, just be warned that it does have some explicit details in there that I haven't shared on Facebook and on Instagram, on YouTube, on my podcast. But that's for a reason. You know, I wanted to save it for like a book so that you can go ahead and read it because you know i definitely have some stuff that you know might get some people like but hey it's the truth it's me being vulnerable it's me being vulnerable so like you know do you have any books that you're working on right now that uh, people need to know about well, once again, I don't have any now. I, I, I don't have any uh, books per se, but, but I do have a few screenplays that I'm, that I'm working on, guys. All I'm gonna say is just keep keep looking at my IMDb page, and, and, and I'm gonna tell you the easiest way to do it is just Google R.J. Atkins IMDb. You know what I'm saying? For those of you who have the uh, the IMDb Pro, you can kind of see the stuff I have pending that doesn't show on the uh, public page. But I'm just going to say stay tuned. Keep watching Black and Proud TV. Keep following me on all my platforms at The Real RJ Atkins. That's on IG, Twitter, and all that. And, and, and it's on Facebook also, but the page is Introducing 
RJ Atkins, you know, and I, I, I started, you know, naming something else. But I said, no, I'm going to keep it introducing because guess what? I'm constantly reinventing myself all the time. I, I, I want, yeah, I want yeah. me to remain new in your mind. You feel me? You always got to keep yourself new. That's what I tell you because the minute you get kind of seen as obsolete, you know, it ain't no good no more. Like, no, I, I want to remain relevant. If anything, man, hey, man, I, I get blessed to do this thing. I want to do it. I'm 183. Well, you know, not like that. Old. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, you know? <laughs> yeah. And also, like your friend Corey said that, you know, being real, I'm stuck in a rut right now. Y'all inspire me to work out of this rut. Hey, Corey, do what you got to do, man. Like, just keep on going. Whatever your spirit leads you, do it, man. Hey, 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 shoemaker. I, hey, matter of fact, let me go. Let me go, Sarge, on him real quick. Uh, <laughs> shoemaker, go, go right ahead. Shoemaker, go right ahead. Get, get your ass up, shoemaker. Get your <laughs> ass up. Do not feel sorry for yourself. Get your shit together. Damn it, if I gotta bring my ass down there, you know I will. You know I will. Get your ass up, man. You know what I'm saying? You bigger, you better than this. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm proud of serve with your man. I'm proud to call you my brother. Like, get your damn ass up and get the fucking work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell to the hell yeah, man. Like, I'm definitely like, you should be a motivational speaker as well, my man. Cause like, you definitely, I can see that in you. You know what I'm saying? Even though you're you're a comedian and you have oh, all yeah. these different yeah. gifts and stuff, like I can definitely see you doing something like that all the time. Like you, you man, you inspire me with your grind and with your efforts to making the world a better place. Cause I ain't gonna lie to you. I have my days where I feel sorry for myself and yeah, yeah, you know, my, my significant other always calls me out on it. She's like, baby, you don't need to be feeling sorry for yourself, you know? And speaking of her, you know, if it wasn't for her stepping into my life, RJ, honestly, I wouldn't be doing even half the shit that I'm doing right now. Hey man, a good woman to take your place with, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I remember seeing this meme years ago with Bernie Mac on the cover. It says, "Money attracts the woman you want; struggle attracts the woman the woman you need." And let me tell you, before I met her, I was fucking struggling emotionally, spiritually, financially, everywhere. I was doing a whole lot of things yeah, I had no yeah. business doing, and I detailed that in my book of Confessions of a Divine Masculine. I'm not going into detail about that on my podcast. If you want to know about it, go purchase my book and read it from cover to cover. Because that's how, you know, I'm giving my testimony in that book. Hey, brother, you know, trust me. I look, I feel you. Look, been there and done that, got the T-shirt. I know what it's like to have a good one. And I know what it's like to have a bad one, man. I'm a conflicted <laughs> when you got you a good one, man. Hey, stick in that, man. Do what you got to do. Somebody that's motivating you to be the best you, man. Hey, you can't trade that for the world. You feel me? So, hey, man, y'all sticking in. Keep doing what you do. Because, I mean, once again, when you, you know, sleeping with the enemy is a bad thing. You know? Yeah. You sleeping with sleeping them with the harlots, enemy. man. You got to leave them harlots alone. Yeah, been there and done that. Got the t-shirt. Don't ever want to go back there again. It's not that there's some things I didn't see. I just, I guess I kind of used to have this mindset that I could change people and you can't. I mean, and am I perfect? Not by a long shot. Not even close, bro. Not even close. I can't sit and tell you, oh, hey, I'm God's gift to women. I'm the most perfect, whatever. No, I'm not. You know, hey, think I'm a good guy. I, You know, I think I'm doing what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? But trust me, when I say I am one of those who have learned from my mistakes and I learned it, guess what? Somebody screw you once, shame on them. They screw you twice, shame on you. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that even goes back to circumstances. Don't even allow yourself to be placed back into those same circumstances. And with you getting that mindset at 22, bro, you're going to go places, man. You're going to do things. 
Hey, uh, thank you. Thank you, man. First of all, you know, that's humbling hearing that from older gentlemen such as yourself that's more established in the industry. You know, I started this journey back in 2014, 2015. You know, I still have very little family support, but you know, because of my drive and because of my determination to learn the craft and to learn the business side of it and to network with individuals such as yourself, you know, it's gotten me to where I am today. And also with my, with my fiance, you know, giving me that boost as well, you know, and speaking of her, I want you guys to continue to send her positive energy and lots and lots of prayers. You know what I'm saying? Cause she definitely needs it right now. She definitely does. You know Definitely. what I'm saying? Got you. Got you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah, too, Evan, man. Sometimes you got to look at it like this. Sometimes sometimes family can be your worst enemy. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times you have to end up gravitating to others. Sometimes you got to end up making your own family. I mean, you know, that's just that's just how, how life goes sometimes. I mean, you have to keep grinding, you know what I'm saying, no matter what, and surrounding yourself with those who are going to pour into you as you pour into them. You know what I'm saying? Because it can't be a one-way street either. I mean, because you deal with some people that are just emotionally draining. They're draining, they're draining. They always need something. They ain't never put nothing back in nothing, man. But when you get yourself a good network of people that's filling each other up, man, that is a beautiful, beautiful sight, man. And like I said, I said on my live the other the day, I mean, no, I mean, I know everybody black ain't on my side just because they're black. I mean, trust me, I, I, I know I know some right now that would rather see me six feet under. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So once again, that just goes back to the person. You know what I'm saying? It's a matter of heart. You know, I'm looking at that. Yeah, I'm always going to be on the lookout for those who 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 will stereotype because there, the, there are those that will. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, I'm you know, trust me, I'm like, I look at your heart. I look at your mind. I see where you come from. I listen to the way you talk and everything. And I don't mind looking a person in their eyes. I tell people you, you can tell a lot about a person by looking in their eyes. Anybody that know me? I don't mind. Ain't none of this looking off and all this stuff. No, I'm looking at you. I want you to see where I'm coming from <laughs> and I want to see where you coming from. You feel me? No. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, like, what was like a big? What was one of the biggest challenges you've encountered along your journey in the show business? Man, you know, one big challenge as far as kind of man, like, when you kind of okay, uh, I I, I I tell you one thing right now. A while back, I auditioned for uh, haves and have nots. You know, of the Tyler Perry show. Uh, really? Didn't get it. Yeah, didn't get it. You know. It was disappointing, you know what I'm saying? It was disheartening, you know, but I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That means they looking. That means they notice me, you know? And just because I didn't get that one, that didn't mean nothing. So that's been one major challenge, I guess, is just knowing that everything has to run its course. Mm -hmm. So it would be neat if there was a set, I guess, uh, curriculum or whatever, a set time frame if there was. But the thing is, there's no such thing. Each one of us has our own time frame on things. And I mm -hmm. guess just kind of being in that, I guess, middle point, you know, and okay, I know what's coming. I know it is. There ain't no, ain't no, oh, I think, I think I'm gonna make it if I keep trying. Uh, I think I just gotta keep trying. I'm gonna use my East Texas voice now, up there wide rise, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think I just gotta keep on trying, you know, but no, I know that it's coming. I know that my big break is coming, but I guess it's just kind of being in that little midpoint, knowing that there's a lot of things that I want to do that it takes money to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I tell people, you can have all the drive and determination in the world, but you got to have some money eventually. You yeah. know? But once again, I'm going to tell y'all again, I know it's coming. I, I I know when here it is, man. I mean, yeah, we're dealing with a lot of bullshit right now. You know, we are as a whole. But you got to know 
that you know that you know you're gonna make it. And I, I mean, like you were saying earlier, Evan, whoever you believe or whatever, that's that's cool, you know. But grab a hold of something, man, and believe in believe in it with all your might, because you can't be out here with that kind of mindset. You can't be out of, you can't be out here with that negative mindset, you know, or that just or 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 a hope mindset. No, I mean, yeah, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. It starts with hope. It starts with hope. But at some point, that hope has to turn into drive, you know, and that drive has to turn into action. You feel me? And you can't let nobody, not even yourself, deter you from that. So kind of right now, that's been my struggle, but I know what's coming. Yeah. One last thing that I want to speak on before we wrap, because we've been live for over an hour, bro. And so I love it, man. I love it. I know we was going to just do an hour, but I man, I'm here for it, man. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, nobody told us to stop. This ain't, this ain't CBS where we got to stop and we was only yeah. on this time, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of it. But uh, as I want to say, like, you know, for all of the people who study universal laws and law of attraction, I want to say this, like, you can't be passive while you're studying the laws of attraction because, you know, the word attraction has the word action in it. And when you apply action with your faith and with your dreams, the universe is going to go out of its way to bless you with opportunities, people, places, things, finances, everything. But, but the thing is you have to make a decision and then yes. you take action to follow up that decision. You see what I mean? It wasn't until, you know, I dropped out of college to start my own businesses that I was able to do stuff like this. Now I have more time to do these interviews that I want to do. Now I have more time to create. Now I have time to make more content, right. more books, more movies, more everything, all because I chose to leave college. Now, granted, I did get chewed out by my family, but at that point, <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Yeah. I just said, I'm just going to do it. So, exactly yeah and and yeah and once again it had to start with you you know and i do believe everything is gonna work itself out man and you know say no matter what you do because i mean imagine i joined the military at a young age i didn't get my bachelor's degree till i was what 34 almost 35 you know so sometimes things happen like that but fortunately i think i think we're living in uh, times now to where you know you know how history kind of repeats itself and i think now we're kind of going back into that era where people are getting certifications and people are finding alternate routes now, hey of course i'm a teacher so i'm gonna say hey get your ass in college i'm always that first but I'm like, hey, if college ain't the route to go, get yourself a certification. You know, I'm saying my brother, he recently got his uh, his um, electrical apprentice certification. You feel me? Get in where you fit in, whatever it is, and do that bad boy with all your might. You know, that's the main thing. And don't never give up, you know. Yeah. And is there any last things you want to say before we wrap up this episode that you didn't discuss already? Man, you know. The only last thing that I got for everybody, you know, don't let the things that are happening deter you from who you are. You know what I'm saying? If you're a good person by nature, remain being a good person. You know what I'm saying? Um, being upset and angry, I get that. Yeah, we're trust me. Trust me when I say that. Trust me. But if anything, let's find some kind of way to bring life out of this whole thing because it's already been enough death and destruction already. Let's find some kind of way within ourselves to bring life. And that's pretty much all I have. You know? All right. So where can people find you besides Facebook? 
besides Facebook, brother, it's very simple. Just go to www.rjatkins.com. That's my main site, rjatkins.com. And of course, on Twitter and IG, at the real RJ Atkins. I wanted to go ahead and lock those names down before the fake one comes along and tries to impersonate me. But the real RJ Atkins.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on IG and Facebook and at www.rjatkins.com. All right, folks. So that is a wrap for this episode of the Emil Productions podcast. And I hope that you guys have gotten a lot of golden nuggets from this man, RJ Atkins, right here. And if you haven't done so already, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to go ahead and hit subscribe and hit that bell right next to it so you get notified every single Wednesday that I upload these episodes. And also, if you're just listening to the audio version of it and you're listening to this on Anchor, make sure to go ahead and hit that star to favor the podcast to get notified. And if you're listening to this on any other podcasting platforms, make sure to go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. And also leave a review, you know, on this podcast and make sure that when you leave a review, make sure to go ahead and screenshot it and post it on social media and tag at 8 Mill Productions, the number eight lowercase m-i-l-l productions on instagram you know what i mean so that we can go ahead and get more brand awareness and you can show that your enthusiasm for the email productions brand and if you haven't gotten your merch already make sure to go ahead and click the link in the descriptions below if you're watching us on youtube or listening to this on a podcasting platform or if you're watching this live on facebook make sure to go ahead and click the link in the comment section below you know what i mean and if you have not picked up my online courses yet on filmmaking and videography, again, what are you doing? You need to learn the skill of video because video is king and you don't want to get left behind when, you know, video content comes at an all-time high, higher than it is right now. So act on it now. Learn this skill as fast as you can. Invest in you a nice camera. Learn it. Shoot some kick-ass videos. And um, <clears throat> last but not least, make sure to go ahead and, you know, hire me for, you know, photo shoots, virtual photo shoots as well. And also editing your YouTube videos and your thumbnails. And again, I have links to everything that I just mentioned in the comment section on Facebook. Yeah, and I finally was able to pin it too. I finally pinned it. I had to do it from my phone. I couldn't do it from the, from the uh, computer, but I was able to pin that, so. It's all good, brother. Hey, more than one way to skip a cat. <laughs> all right, man. So, you know, it was a pleasure talking to you and I'll see you later, bro.